Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It is Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Jeff Turn. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, boat insurance. You can visit Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. Jeff, earlier today they were debating on on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Evan, Canty, and Michelle. The thing you have to have on your Thanksgiving plate and the thing you will never touch your Thanksgiving plate. So give me yours. The thing you have to have. And the thing that will not see your plate at all today. Okay, so what I what I have to have on my plate is frog eye salad. Now you're gonna say, "What the hell is that?" Right? What, frog what, eye salad. What the it, hell? What, is what the that? hell? This dude lives in South Dakota. They they don't have TVs. There's no internet. Um, no. It, what what frog eye salad is? It's like a fruit salad, and it uses like a little pasta, and the the the, the pasta is a little circle pasta that sort of looks like eyes. So it's got mandarin oranges. It has. Um, some sort of uh, fruity little sauce with it. it has marshmallows. It is my favorite. My great grandma used to make it, and I've had it every Thanksgiving. So that that's my favorite. And then of course the traditional: give me some mashed potatoes and gravy. But the one thing that I I refuse to put on my plate is uh, sweet potatoes. And and I think I'm being oh. ignorant. I'm I'm ignorant. I think here because it's not that I don't like sweet potatoes. I have never put sweet potatoes in my mouth. What? Yes. Dude, you, yeah, I make today the day. Hey, <laughs> yo. <laughs> I mean, Today's the day. It, like, make it happen. I, sweet never. potatoes are, are on my list of important, but to me, so I'm weird. I make a turkey sandwich. I do not eat turkey as turkey. I put together gravy, cranberry sauce, yep. maybe even like veg, and then I put it like sort of in between two slices of bread, okay. and it takes, it takes the Thanksgiving meal. I highly recommend it. A little stuffing takes the Thanksgiving meal to a whole nother level. And I know people love it, and they're making it upstairs, and I'm sure they're listening in this house right now, and I'm going to get some uh, crap for this. But the green bean casserole, I, oh, just, come don't, on, I man. just don't do. I come just, on, I skip man. It. I skip it every time. I don't Why? Do What's the problem? Is it the texture? Yeah. It's, part of it is also that often it is made with, like, cream of mushroom soup yep. is yeah. an ingredient that goes in it. Which it has uh, soy protein in it, which I'm allergic to. So okay. in my head, like there's this like I'm allergic thing that's going sure. on with it. You know, today I really ought to let it go because I know we have a good recipe that we use that my sister-in-law has that's really good. My uh, uh, my wife's aunt Lisa made it for a long time. People rave about it. People say it's fantastic, but I just have never eaten it. Granny's on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We are also on Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle RV, motorcycle, and boat insurance. Go to Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. It's time for us to play another edition of Real or Fake as we get ready for Thanksgiving games. We are just over an hour away from kickoff of the first one as the Packers head to Detroit to take on the Lions. We bring in Bubba for a little edition of Real or Fake on Greedy on ESPN Radio. What's up, Bubba? All right, got some questions for you here. First one up, we'll start with the first game, kicking off about an hour and a half. The Lions will be the number one seed in the NFC. True or false, guys? I'm going to go the 
the Lions will be the number one seed, and it's based on the rest of their schedule and that division versus what the the Eagles are going to potentially have to play in the NFC East or what the 49ers are going to have to play in the NFC West. And I, I think that because of that, the Lions will be the number one seed. Interesting. The strength of schedule is a very good point, but I just think Philly is the best team. And so I think it will work out. We've seen even when Philly plays good teams that they win. Case in point, Monday night in Kansas City against Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think the Eagles will be the number one seed in the NFC. What's next, Bubba? How about the Packers? Jordan Love will be Green Bay's starting quarterback week one of oh. next season. Yes or no? He is so nondescript. Like, he is vague quarterback right now in my mind. But I think they've invested so much in him, and they got rid of Rodgers. they got to give him another year. The problem is, Jeff, they've got a contract situation coming up with Jordan Love because he sat for so long. So they're going to have to navigate that, but I do think he'll be back as QB1 in Green Bay. What do you think? Yeah, it'll be prove-it year next year, and I think because the, the Packers are so far away from winning a Super Bowl, they don't have the ability to go out and say, oh, we need to go get a quarterback like a Matthew Stafford via trade like the, the Rams did and put us in position to win said Super Bowl. So you have a prove-it year with Jordan Love, try to get to the playoffs again, and then you can evaluate that contract moving yeah. forward. But for sure, I think he's game one starter next I mean, year. I think this is he's going to be entering his fifth year, so they picked up the option, and he'll be entering the last year of his contract. It'll be like Daniel Jones. Yeah. yeah, wow. Next. All right, so it's Packers at Lions with Detroit minus eight and a half. So who wins this game, and then what's uh, who's covering? Ooh, I'm going to go Lions win, Lions cover. Um, I think Lions win, Packers cover, and I don't think Green Bay can win in part because I think they played the game of their lives to pull off a victory last week when they were not expected to win, and I don't see them being able to do that again. I don't see them being able to score enough points. So I like Detroit being like 24 to 20 in this one, but I think the Packers will cover. What's next, Bubba? Next up, we have Commanders heading to Dallas. And could this be Ron Rivera's last game? Will he be losing his job by today, possibly? What do you think? Look, he should be. I mean, I I can tell you already now he's not going to be their coach next year. That's part of just having a new owner, but... Jeff, I think what you said about the respect around the league stuff, I, I, I don't know that they, unless they wanted to give Enemy a trial run, I'm going to say no. He's still going to be the coach until the end of the year. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I think I think it's fake that he'll be fired by Monday. I think that respect factor carries a lot of weight, and it allows, I think by not having sort of the, the apple cart tipped over, it allows the evaluation process to continue on for Sam Howell and everybody else within that organization because there will be a lot of changes at the end of the year. I mean, we've all heard this, but Belichick to Washington feels like yeah. a real possible, one of the biggest offseason storylines coming in the NFL to me. What do you got next, Bubba? Real or fake? Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Jeff Turner. True or false, the Cowboys can still win the NFC East. I think that's false. I just don't think they play well enough in the biggest games. I think they'll look like world beaters against the Commanders today. I don't have any faith or trust in a big game that they're going to step up and show up and play well. Jeff? Bubba is sporting a glorious Cowboys jersey today. And I think he will be sporting a glorious Cowboys jersey at the end of the year with the first place Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. Give me the boys the rest of the way. I like it. I like this guy. Let's get him hosting Greeny more often, Aaron. Damn straight. You're out. 
So, Commanders at Cowboys, like we're talking about. Dallas is now, it, the line, I think, was 9.5 to start. It's up to 13.5 now. For so a reason. I assume it's up you're to taking the Cowboys to win. Yeah, Are I, you taking I, them to cover? I, I am because I think they beat the snot out of these teams that aren't on their level. It, it is a Micah Parsons jersey. I didn't see who the, the number was, which I actually think, like, most Cowboy fans, they don't they like Dak okay, but they wouldn't wear a Dak jersey. So, to me, Parsons is the jersey. Oh, to I got have a Dak one, too. Don't you worry. <laughs> Funny you pulled this one out, though, Bubba, on Thanksgiving. I think the Cowboys win in cover. Jeff? I think that the Cowboys mollywop the, uh, the the commanders today, but I think it's a backdoor cover at the end. I think it's like 20 points all game. Sam Howell gets his like 400 four, yards. And yeah, throw, he throws for his 400th yard and gets that third touchdown. Good yeah, call. I might be changing my answer. Yes. Bubba, what do you got next? All right, last game is the 49ers at the Seahawks. And as we talked about earlier, they added this third game in 2006. We've had it for a while, which, huh. is, which is kind of wild. I didn't realize huh. it's been that long. The Seahawks, they need to replace Geno Smith in the offseason, yes or no? I will say no. I think Geno Smith is a very good fit for what the Seahawks do. And he's had some some rough games as of late. But remember last year, I think he was the reason they got to the playoffs. So I think Geno's the guy moving forward in Seattle, at least for the next couple of years. I mean, they need him healthy, obviously. And as long as he is, I think they're a legitimate playoff team. And I think the nice thing about him is you can pay him some, but you don't have to totally break the bank for him. So uh, I would say it's actually not a bad deal for them in Seattle. And I definitely think Geno will be back as the quarterback there. I think he might be the quarterback there three, four years from now. Bubba, what's next? Real or fake? Greeny on ESPN Radio. Health is the biggest thing standing in the way of a 49ers Super Bowl win. Uh, I'm going to say the Eagles are the biggest thing standing in the way of a 49ers Super Bowl win, but I'm not naive to the fact that without Debo Samuel, and he gets hurt a lot, San Francisco is just not the same team. So while people talk about Trent Williams and McCaffrey's got to be healthy and Brock Purdy's got to be in the perfect situation, I, I can't say that. I think Philly, the defending NFC champions, are the biggest thing standing in their way. So I'm going to say that's fake. Jeff? This is sort of hot take-ish, but there's no doubt in my mind that the 49ers would have won that game last year if Brock Purdy doesn't get knocked out. I was so confident in that, and I still am today. If they remate, if they rematch that and the 49ers are healthy, give me the Niners to win. All right, so we got 49ers at Seahawks, and it's San Francisco minus 7. So are you taking the 49ers to win, and are you taking them to cover? Who you got here? I'm going to go 49ers to win 49ers to cover i'm going to go with the upset my espn bet thanksgiving (laughs) special jeff is the seattle seahawks on the money line to win this game outright these nfc west games are always crazy i know i know short week after a bad loss against the rams it'd be so nfc west for Seattle to lose to the Rams on Sunday and then beat the Niners on Thursday. These two teams always play pl- close games, so I definitely like the uh, Seahawks plus the points, and I think they are going to win the game outright. That is real or fake with us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. This is Greeny. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Jeff Turn, and Jeff, for some reason, wants to say bad things about the city of Cleveland, and he says he's been itching to do this with me for a long time. So, sir, the floor is yours. 
explain. You used to be a, a columnist for a website or no, a paper? No, no, listen. What, what, I, I've never claimed to be a this? journalist or a columnist. I've been a gas bagger for the last decade, and it was on local radio at Sioux Falls where 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 I, I started doing an afternoon show uh, you know, 11 years ago. And so I don't know if people wow. realize this. Sioux but, Falls sports leader. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right, baby. Watch out. So, so here's the deal. Uh, at some point years ago, radio stations decided they were going to capitalize on the digital space. And they, they started having a lot of their hosts uh, start writing articles. And so we were forced to write seven to ten articles a week. And you know how that goes, Aaron, when you're already seven to 10 articles a week, a week. okay. and so they wanted it to be something that was sort of clickbait ish or something that's going to get people going. And after a while, man, you can only write about South Dakota sports so much, man. There's just not enough to go around. Must have made tens of dollars. They must tens of dollars. Right. (laughs) So so I've always had an admiration for LeBron James. He is my favorite athlete of my lifetime. And, and unfortunately, he was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so I have always been, wherever LeBron is, I'm going to cheer for him. I, I would I would go to Cleveland games when they play the Timberwolves when I was in college at the University of Minnesota. I own LeBron James Cleveland jerseys. So I had to buy in to all of this. However, when LeBron James decided to take his talents to South Beach, I was never more upset with the city than I was with the reaction of Cleveland after he gave his blood, sweat, and tears to a city that had been nothing but losers in sports, and he had brought a winning mentality. I was so taken back by the burning of the jerseys and the anger that I had the anger for Cleveland as well. So I I decided to, to take my angst out one day with an article referred to as, can we quit referring to Cleveland as the land. Now, this was 2017 after LeBron James once again ascended back on Cleveland. And I'm going to oh, read had, it to he you. He had won a title, yeah. Yeah. Can we please quit referring to the city of Cleveland as the land? I am so tired of hearing people refer to Cleveland as land as if it's a special place or something. We all know without LeBron James in Cleveland that it would be an afterthought as one of the worst cities to visit in the United States. I love LeBron. I love the fact that he has a big enough heart to still call a place home even after they turn their back on him. You see it referenced by athletes, clothing, and many more. And it makes me cringe every time I hear those words, the land. I mean, seriously, the land, give me a break. Good cities get nicknames. And we all know Cleveland isn't a cool city. Miami's a cool city, i.e. South Beach. New York is a cool city, i.e. NYC and the Big Apple. Los Angeles is a cool city, i.e. La La Land. Houston's a cool city, i.e. H-Town, but certainly not Cleveland. So ditch the nickname now so that when LeBron James leaves in a few years to end his career in a much better city, that we don't have to go through the divorce of a misappropriated nickname as well. It's going to be hard enough dealing with your second divorce from the king. Now, listen, the reason I bring this up is I found out that day that I was not thankful enough for the city of Cleveland because somehow, Aaron Goldhammer, this article in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, was, was, was something that got caught wind in the city of Cleveland. And all of a sudden... My mentions on Twitter, I have never had in my entire life yeah. mentions on Twitter like I got with pictures oh, yeah. of, of my grandmother, of my mother, of my kids being attacked by the Cleveland faithful. There was a radio host on ESPN Cleveland that somehow picked this up and they were dogging on my city, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And all of a sudden, I got a much better appreciation for the city of Cleveland because every person that responded was telling me how great Cleveland was, from the great hospital to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to the wonderful dining environments. And in fact, 
I got offered to come on on the dime of a Cleveland fan to a game in Cleveland to experience how great the city was. But I will tell you, after that, I had a more appreciation for the fans of Cleveland than I ever did before. So as it started as a, a, a disrespectful article to Cleveland, when it was all said and done, you guys in Cleveland, you certainly love, whether they're winners or losers, the teams that you cheer for and the city that you live in. So as I sit here today, six years later, I am much more thankful for the city of Cleveland in the United States of America than I was that, that fateful day so in sweet. 2017. Just just lovely Thanksgiving tidings. You know what my big <laughs> takeaway from this story is, Jeff? What's that? You were a terrible writer, and you had no business ever writing a blog. On so a bad, website. dude. Like, I'm telling you, man, this is why they should never dip radio gas baggers with journalists and try uh-huh. to confuse one for the other. There's a reason. You ever written a book, Jeff? If not a chance in hell, man. It would be one big run-on sentence, okay? Don't even start. Coming up next, (laughs) can Michigan do it again? Are they going to win their third straight battle with Ohio State? little college football on this Thanksgiving day. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Jeff Turngreen. He's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This Saturday on ESPN Radio, undefeated Florida State looks to impress the playoff committee without injured quarterback Jordan Travis when they head to the swamp to face the Florida Gators. Coverage begins Saturday at 6.30 Eastern with kickoff at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Greeny, the podcast. I think this game traditionally is going to be one in the trenches, and I get the sense that Michigan does have an advantage there. It's all about our preparation for Ohio. You know, the days, the minutes, the hours, everything leading up to this game, you know, that's where our focus is, preparing ourselves, and anything else is irrelevant. If they were to lose to Michigan, I think the scrutiny would absolutely intensify. The pressure is tremendous at Ohio State. Ryan Day knows that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greenies on ESPN Radio. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Jeff Turn. We're just over an hour away from kickoff of our Thanksgiving triple header as the Packers go to Detroit to take on the Lions, the Commanders in Dallas to meet the Cowboys, and then San Fran goes to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, your three games on this Thanksgiving day. But we are looking ahead not just to a Black Friday game in the NFL tomorrow, but then, Jeff, Saturday is the game. I've lived in Cleveland for about 20 years. I don't know that I've felt an Ohio State-Michigan game that has as much hype and juice and drama around it as this one. I agree with you. I, I host a Big Ten podcast show with my good friend Adam Carricker, who used to play for the Huskers, played played the NFL for a long time. And we were talking yesterday about the big rivalry games that, that he played in. You know, Nebraska-Oklahoma, Nebraska-Colorado was always a big game. But then as a kid, he said the biggest game – that, that he remembered watching was Ohio State and Michigan. And I'm a big Miami fan, so Florida State and Miami always hit different than, than any other. But the game that I always remember watching at my, at my grandparents' house and watching with my family was Ohio State and Michigan. And there were some big ones in the 90s. There's been some big ones over the last 20 years. Yeah. But because of what's happened off the field with Harbaugh and the fact that Michigan's won the last two, and now that we have a college football playoff that is so impacted by this game at the end of every single year, I agree with you. I think this one is the one where the hype meter is at its highest. And I think we're all going to be able to benefit from that with what should be a spectacular matchup on Saturday. Two quick things here just from a Cleveland, Ohio perspective. Uh, Number one, if you gave Buckeye fan a choice between winning this game and not winning the national championship or losing this game and winning the national championship, Jeff, I kid you not, they would pick winning this game. This is you think more, so? Wow. This is more important than a national title would be. And last year, the pain that I feel from Buckeye Nation is much more about getting their butt kicked against the Wolverines and much less about missing a 50-yard field goal as the ball dropped midnight New Year's Eve and losing a game to Georgia. So I really think the stakes of this game are even higher for Ohio State now, it's grown so big, it's even more important than the national championship picture in trying to win a title, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to say because everybody assumes that when the season starts, the, the thing that you want to do is you know beat your rival, win a conference championship, but the ultimate goal is to win a, a national championship. But when you have to deal with all the semantics that come with this game, the Twitter beef, you know, you're running into to, to family or friends that went to the other university up in your neck of the woods. Yep. Um, I, I would imagine that adds to it more so maybe from a from a regional perspective than it does from a national perspective. Uh, the other thing here is I normally root for whoever Ohio State is playing is my favorite college football team. Rooting for them is like rooting for Microsoft. They're always good. And they're some of the most arrogant fans. I mean, beyond Yankee fan, beyond any professional sports team fan, lives Ohio State fan. But Michigan has been so obnoxious, Jeff, through this whole sign-stealing scandal, refusing to acknowledge any culpability, all the lying, the weirdness from the the president of the university, the athletic director. 
I, I am now willing to say I would like to see Ohio State. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'd like to see them win the game on Saturday. Wow. Um, I personally think that this game is going to come down to sort of two contrasting styles, and whichever contrasting style ends up uh, succeeding the most is going to win. Like, you're going to see the pass game, I think, of Ohio State be featured, the run game of Michigan. I think that the way that Michigan is able to get off the ball against that front four for Ohio State is going to be huge in how this is played out. So that's the, the conversation about the trenches. But from a perspective of what I'd like to see more, Man, I want to see Harbaugh win this thing this year and then, you know, throw up a double bird to everybody and then exit stage right to the NFL. That's really? the storyline I'm I'm cheering for at this point. Is there any way they would let cameras wherever Harbaugh's watching the game? I would rather I want to watch a split screen, Jeff. I want to yes. watch the game on one side of the screen and I want to watch Harbaugh's reaction. If you're Harbaugh, what do you do during a game? Do you wear Michigan gear? Do you think he's wearing the khakis and the hat and the and the outfit? He's dressed up as if he's coaching the game. And he may even have a headset on. Like no. that's how I envision him <laughs> sitting there. You know, he said after that first suspension that when when he was listening uh to the interim coach in the post game on the field where he was crying, that he said he he was like right up against the screen. I imagine that's how he watches the entire game. But I I agree with you. A Harbaugh cast is what we need. We got the Manning cast. Yes. Let's get a Harbaugh cast. And donate all the money from the from the advertisements to charity, and Harbaugh can pick the charity. But I think that would be as captivating of a television show as you could forget Hard Knocks. This is Harbaugh Knocks, man. Like, I, I, sign me up. I, I love it. And then, is he eating? Like, you know, because I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna have you know an ice cold Dr Pepper, the one that fans deserve. I'm going to have a big probably plate of Thanksgiving leftovers as I'm watching the game. Does Harbaugh go Kit Kats? Does he go a little something sweet? Normally while you're coaching the game, you know, it must be the most awkward feeling in the entire world. I don't think he eats at all. I think I literally think he's there as if he's in the moment of coaching the game. And he just he marches to a different beat. We all yeah. see that on multiple levels. But man, I, I agree with you. You could you could get so much money for the Harbaugh cast. I, oh. I'm shocked that nobody has convinced that to happen. Because that you know, Harbaugh would probably embrace that to be honest with you, right? Like well, he, I, he would be one of those few they people. asked and they wouldn't let because I know the Fox cameras they wanted him to go with them for the first game that he was suspended against Penn State, and I think Michigan totally rejected it. But it it, to me, it's kind of in a different place now than it was then. Greeny's on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We know Harbaugh's suspended. We're not waiting for an injunction to come from a court. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Jeff Turn. Now, there's also a bunch of pressure in this game on the head coach of the Buckeyes because Ryan Day has lost two in a row against Michigan. And if you lose three in a row in Columbus, the pressure really starts to mount. Here's ESPN college football reporter Heather Dinich. If they were to lose to Michigan, I think the scrutiny would absolutely intensify. It was at a peak last year when they lost to Michigan. And Ohio State has not lost three straight to Michigan since 1990-whatever it was. It's been a really long time. So you don't want to have that dubious distinction. But I think what's really bothering Ohio State fans is not just that they've lost to Michigan. It's that Michigan has started to elbow the Buckeyes out in terms of the college football playoff spot. They've earned that national spotlight next door to the Buckeyes as well. So the pressure is tremendous at Ohio State, Ryan Day knows that. Here's why Day could be on the hot seat. 
Jeff in my eyes. What, what, wait a that, second. Wait a second. You're saying like hot seat, like they would move on from him? Yes. What? I, that, that not not that I think there's a chance that he'd be fired necessarily. I mean, for for okay. First of all, if you asked any Buckeye fan, they'd rather have Mike Vrabel as the head coach at Ohio State than Ryan Day. Really? Yes. And I think that if the situation in Tennessee with the Titans is weird, they have new management and they're they're changing quarterbacks and Vrabel's contract. And I'm just telling you, watch this situation carefully. The other piece of it is Day hasn't just lost to Michigan. To use your word that you've deployed a few times on the show already this morning, Jeff, they've gotten mollywopped the last couple of years. So the problem isn't just that they're losing the game 30 to 27 in overtime. The problem is 45 to 17. And if you see that again, I don't care how many times Ryan Day beats Rutgers and Maryland. You know, the success or failure is going to come down to the big games and the playoff and the big non-conference games and then also Michigan. What happens in this specific game? So, yes, I think there is real pressure on Ryan Day on Saturday. Let me ask you a question about the coaches at Ohio State. We've had Jim Tressel, the sweater vest. Then we go to the Pontiff Urban Meyer, and then we get Ryan Day now. From a schematic standpoint offensively, mm-hmm. of those three coaches, how would you rank them from one to three? I mean, they coached in different eras of college football, but I would say Urban one, Day two, and Tressel three. three. It's, it's a little complicated, though, because Urban – Urban changed Ohio State forever. You know, they don't just recruit Ohio and Michigan and Indiana kids here anymore. They now no. go to Florida and Cali, California Texas. and Texas and, yeah, and recruit them. And then the other piece of that is <laughs> Ryan Day was Urban's offensive coordinator, so it's kind of hard to separate the two, like who gets more credit sure. for the offensive innovation. Right, but and I just, you, I think from a perspective of— If you told any of, Buckeye fan, they would take Urban back here in a second. In I'm sure they would. Second, I'm sure they all would. they care about is winning, and <laughs> right. all the off the field stuff or whatever they would totally thrust it aside. When when Urban comes back to Columbus, it's like God arrived back at the the banks of the Olentangy. You know, it's interesting because I think if you would talk to uh, folks at the NFL level, and you say those three coaches, and we and we ask the same question to NFL executives, I think they'd put Ryan Day a clear cut first, uh, a, a far second Urban Meyer, and then Jim Tressel third. But this is college football. This isn't the NFL. And that's why I think Ryan Day's offense is very NFL-centric in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And yeah. I think he's appreciated more by that level than maybe he is by his own peers. And I, I think the fact that when you get into these matchups against Michigan, where it feels like you almost have to go back in time with the way that you have to play to beat that physical style of football where we saw Michigan not pass the football one time in the second half against Penn State and run, 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 run. It it almost takes Ryan Day a quarter or two to flip the switch mentally to yeah. figure out a way to counteract what Michigan is doing, and that has put him in the position where he's gone one and two. So I, I think if they come into this game plan with a different mentality than they did in the last two losses, it puts them ahead of the eight ball. Yeah. But you're right, man. This game means more to the fans of Ohio State than than having the, the 10, 11, 12 wins um, and then getting into the college football playoff, which is a unique contrast to what most programs care about. Yeah, that's a thousand percent. Jeff Turn, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Greeny's on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Um, talking about the game specifically on Saturday, I go back to what Lou Holtz told Pat McAfee on ESPN 
about Ryan Day earlier this year. And I think the reason it bothered Ryan Day so much is because I think there's a kernel of truth in it. Michigan will dominate the line of scrimmage in this game. They have seven NFL-caliber offensive linemen. Jeff, I've never seen a team announce two tackle eligibles on the same play. But that's what Michigan will do to you. They will just maul you. Ohio State, it's a contrasting style. They have two NFL wide receivers in Marvin Harrison and Abuka, and they're going to try to play you like it's an NFL game. And I just, I think on a cold, rainy day in Ann Arbor, that, you know, Michigan's toughness and their physicality at the line of scrimmage is the biggest thing for Ohio State to overcome because I don't think that's their identity anymore. They are not linebacker you. They're not running back you. Ohio State is wide receiver university. Exactly. And I think if you if you go to the NFL comparison, it's like when you get into these postseason games where, you know, I don't think defense wins championships like it used to, but physicality will. It's like when Belichick took teams that were much less talented, but they had Brady and they had this mentality of we're going to beat you in the trenches. We're going to figure out a way to out scheme you and and we're not going to have to you know spread it out like the Rams versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Greatest show on turf versus just a gritty team that knows their identity. That's what I get a lot with this because you're exactly right. That offense for Ohio State against almost every team in the country is going to overpower them from a passing perspective. But when you are dealing with the attrition of what that physicality will bring to both the offense and defense from Michigan, it has to wear down no matter what a perfect game plan will look like. And, yeah, that's why this is going to be so fun to watch because I hope you get, like, 14 straight runs from Michigan. I hope you get, like, 14 straight passes from Ohio State, and then we just see which style uh, outweighs the other. I mean, I just kind of hope you get a close game because the last couple of years, I mean, even when Well, Ohio last State year, was, it was close to the fourth. It was close uh, to the fourth but, last year. And then, and then Michigan really ran yep. away with it. Uh, 39 degrees, partly cloudy. Doppler hammer, says for Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> Doppler hammer. Coming up on Saturday. Uh, it is Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right. We have talked some NBA on this show today in part because Greg Popovich made a little bit of history last night. Uh, They were booing Kawhi Leonard, as they should in San Antonio, where, yes, he was a finals MVP, but he also demanded a trade and didn't play when the organization thought he should be. And Pop decided not only was he going to coach his team, but he was also going to coach about 20,000 fans who were in attendance. Take a listen. Excuse me for a second. Pop's on the mic. Stop all the booing. Let these guys play. It's not those last. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Get off my lawn, Aaron. (laughs) Get off my lawn. It's just booing. Booing comes with there should be a thing on the back of your ticket. It's cool to boo. (laughs) Why why go to the game if it's not cool to boo? It's part of what creates a home court advantage. What, Pop, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to lure Kawhi Leonard back to San Antonio in free agency? Or are you trying to uh, – are you trying to – would your Twin grandma say it's okay to boo, Aaron? Would your mother say it's okay to boo? Because Popovich yes. says it's not cool to boo. Yeah, but uh, listen, Greg Popovich is an expert when it comes to wine and basketball. But it is th- that moment more than any other. Like, it is time for Greg to call it quits, man. There is a vineyard in Napa with his name on it. It and felt with- like that was that moment, too, like you said, where you go. Yeah. 
as many times as we've seen Popovich over the last couple of years have really bad teams, and you're going, when is he going to retire? Is he just going to continue to to sit here and know that he doesn't have a chance to win a championship? But when you get on the mic, like it wasn't during a timeout. It wasn't during a quarter break. It was in between free throws for Kawhi Leonard, which made it even more awkward. Like it almost was like I'm the principal of this place right now. All these children are acting out and I'm going to get on the PA announcement here and make sure that everybody comes to order. It would have been different if he got, you know, I I seriously feel like it would have been less awkward if it was during a timeout, if it would have been during the quarter break or the postgame press conference. Instead, he went straight Mr. Belding and grabbed the thing and (laughs) Zach Morris, you are out of line. That's not what we do here in Senate. Booing the other team, even though we've done it for years and every other arena does it, is not acceptable. Speaking of wine, Pop is an expert on wine, so you know where he shops for holiday gifts? He's got to go to Total Wine and more. You'll find gifts for everybody on your list. With the lowest prices over 30 years, you're always going to find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Jeff Turn. Greenies on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The NBA's in-season tournament on ESPN Radio. I'm like the world. The semifinals, Thursday, December 7th, followed by the finals Saturday, December 9th. NBA's end-season tournament semifinals and finals, live from Las Vegas on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny. I was supposed to play golf with a buddy of mine today, and something came up I'm not going to be able to make. I text, I can't make it today. I really hope you can find someone else to play. Let's do it next week. He texts me back at 7.59. What happens at 8 o'clock? I start my TV. So I just very quickly wrote back, sorry, my man. Before realizing I had typed in an L and an A, autocorrected, sorry, my lamb, old English, like a term you might use for like your sweetheart. And I haven't heard back. This is Greeny. 
Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm glad Greeny isn't the only one who gets the text message from his friend one minute before he goes on the air. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Jeff Turn. We're in for Mike on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app on this holiday. Jeff, I do not celebrate, so you got to tell me, what's the ideal day to put up the Christmas tree? Is it tomorrow or is it um, Saturday? Is it next I would week? say when does it go up? I would say normally yes. We have ours up this week already, man. Uh, so we got it already. Up a couple, yeah, we got it up a couple of nights. Wait, 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 dude, give Thanksgiving its proper. Yeah, come due. on, you want to fast forward all the way it to Christmas? It can't be before Thanksgiving. Let Thanksgiving Listen. be Thanksgiving. Listen, when you have three boys under the age of eight, and they have pitchforks when you come home and they're telling you put the christmas tree up you either abide or get stuck by the fork all right so i put it up with my wife earlier this week we did monday night the tree with the lights tuesday Sad. night the ornaments Sad. Uh, and, and i put the christmas listen i'm not someone that ever usually puts the christmas lights up it's not uh-huh. that i can't do it it's that i'm scared to do it i don't like uh-huh. ladders yeah. i don't like heights sure. this was the first year that i got on the roof and put the christmas tree lights up i tried to do it all like chevy chase like and and make it really trashy my wife put a kibosh to that so i had to do it on the peaks and everything else but they're up everything's up in the house all our decorations we are christmas out before thanksgiving uh, well, listen, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save American Christmas tree farming industry? For every 10 Christmas trees that are planted, an acre of land is saved, and so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep the real holiday memories alive while also helping the environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online. Go to keep, I'm sorry, let me try this again. You're asking the wrong religion. Come so on. Read this read. Come on. Here we go. It is getrealkeepitreal.com. Again, the website is getrealkeepitreal.com. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right. Time for who you got. Bubba, what do you got? Future reference, Goldhammer will not do Christmas tree reads. <laughs> got it. That probably is a good thing. I don't know that I'm the endorser for Christmas trees, but I'm happy to. Look, for Christmas tree farmers, for Lowe's, I'm happy to do it. I love Lowe's. I shop at Lowe's all the time. Nice. All right, so we're going to do some picks here first before we get into the fun. So we talked about today's Thanksgiving games, but we do have a Black Friday game for the first time ever. Unfortunately, we don't have Aaron Rodgers, but we do have Tim Boyle, so that should be a wild time. So tomorrow at 3 p.m., Dolphins at the Jets. This one is Miami minus 9.5. Who you got in this one? I'm going to go Miami big in this one, man, like – Tad Boyle, Tom Boyle, Tim Boyle, I don't care which Boyle it is. Um, I'm going all day, every day Miami in a situation like this. It's first Black Friday game. Looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, too. But I wish Trevor Simeon was the quarterback. And why are they not playing him? He's better than Tim Boyle. <laughs> I, don't, are they, I don't understand. Are they trying to prove some point? Or is Aaron Rodgers the one deciding who the quarterback should be so that he just looks better? When he gets back into the fold, something odd is going on there. I'm with you. I love the Dolphins. I love them to cover. I think this is going to be a Black Friday laugher, the first ever Black Friday game. What's next, Bubba? Yeah, we just talked about it last segment, the big game on Saturday, 12 o'clock, noon Eastern, number two, Ohio State, at number three, Michigan. And we got Michigan minus three, favorite as of now. 
Who was your official pick? Let's get it on the record. I like the Buckeyes. I do. I think that they're going to be a little extra motivation after what's happened the last couple of years. And I think Michigan is finally going to have a game without Harbaugh where they miss having their coach in a big spot to make a key in-game decision. I like the Buckeyes close by a field goal in Ann Arbor. Jeff? I'm going Michigan. Blake Corum last year only played two plays, and then he was out the rest of that game with a knee injury. Michigan still won. Blake Corum will be at 100%, has 20 touchdowns on the ground this year. I think he gets two in this game, and I think Michigan's defense is the key. Uh, I, I take Michigan to cover the spread. I think they win by four, four, five, six, something like that. Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Jeff Turn. Bubba, what do you got next? Yeah, I'm Who sure. I'm sure everyone was aware. Sunday was National Play Monopoly Day. So the question is, who you got as your favorite board game? Ooh, it's not Monopoly, Jeff. That takes too long. Yeah, game man. Of Monopoly takes like 27 years to complete. Um, yep. My favorite board game of all time is Sorry. You ever okay. played Sorry? I, when I was yeah. a kid, and even now with my kids, I will take you on in a game of sorry any day, any time. I like shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders is probably my famous, uh, my favorite one. Uh, and I don't, it's not really a board game, but Connect Four is another one that goes pretty quick, and you can get through a few games quick. I like Connect Four it's as well. It's a little t- tic tac toe ish, but I could, uh, I'll take you down in a game of Connect Four. Whenever you want. Bubba, you got one more? Yeah, so Tuesday was World Television Day. Who you got is your favorite all-time favorite TV show? Number one, what are you going with? Jeff? Seinfeld. Nice. Yeah. I like it. That's a that's a gimme common answer. You know, I'm such a sports fan. I love Friday Night Lights. It's, never seen it, probably oh, should. Oh, it is fantastic. Me too, never seen it either. It, it's, got, it's got it all. It's got drama. It's got romance. It's got comedy. And it is fantastic. And, it, you know, the high school football, the tie-in and everything, I, that, I'm going to put that right at the top All of right, my list. Nice. All right, coming up next on this holiday, we've got the best of ESPN Radio. We do best of ESPN Radio? I wasn't aware that we do anything that qualifies for best of ESPN Radio. So I'm interested to hear what this includes. This has been Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.